0: following program is paid for by the springdale golf club the views and information expressed are the opinions of its host and or guests and do not necessarily reflect those of the station management or its ownership
1: it's time to swing into the golf world of today with springdale golf live on fox sports 920 the jersey sponsored by TaylorMade and the new jersey golf foundation 100 100 Now, here's your host, the director of fun, Keith Stewart.
0: Friends and families, good afternoon and welcome to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart, and I'll be here with you on this Friday afternoon. Thank you for tuning into Fox Sports 920 The Jersey. You know, you can listen anywhere at 920thejersey.com. Just hit that listen now button. And you know what? Don't stop thinking about tomorrow. With Mac to get ourselves started today and uh, Wade thank you for that on the board I thought that was an appropriate song of the week it's your hundredth show I know it's our hundredth it show Bad timing on Friday the 13th and um, you know the the whole world is just about to hit the pause button if they haven't already and uh, how are you doing Wade it's a cool Billy Batson and Goodfellas they ain't going to break up my party, so oh. let's, let's go. Come all right, up, man, well, let's, let's do this today. <laughs> um, you know, we, right now we are in unprecedented times, and uh, it's my job on Friday afternoon to try to put this all in perspective. And, uh, you know, that's a tall order for uh, the golf professional from Springdale Golf Club. So I'm uh, calling upon a very experienced friend of mine from the Golf Channel, the LPGA from SiriusXM PGA Tour Network. His name is Craig Can, and I know Craig's on the line with us right now. Craig, uh, Hi. welcome Hi. to Springdale Golf Live. And, and how are you holding up down there in Ponte Vedra Beach?
1: I'm doing just fine. Um, I have made my way back to Orlando, got home at about uh, 1.30 in the morning. Uh, it was a pretty interesting night. By the way, congratulations on uh, 100 shows. That's a nice milestone. And, and unfortunately, you don't have as many great things to be able to talk about because we're all kind of facing something that was uh, thrust upon us and and the amount of time that it all happened, I don't think any of us has really been able to sit back and truly just take a deep breath and go, wait, what? You know, that, that's what we're all trying to figure out. But uh, I'm glad to be with you.
0: Well, you know, and one of the reasons I reached out to you today is that you have been down there at the nexus of activity in Ponte Vedra Beach uh, up until last night. Um, you were with the PGA Tour, Jay Monahan, all that was going on in their quote-unquote Super Bowl. And you're kind of following all of this. And, and I mean, you've been following and been a part of sport for the good part of 30-something years here. And, you know, I, I just I felt like I needed a better perspective than my own from right here in Princeton, New Jersey, to kind of share with my listeners how we can start to put the pieces back together and and try to understand what it is the next steps are going to be. So take me through. So it's Wednesday night, Trump's on and all heck is breaking loose in Oklahoma city at that basketball game. And next thing you know, half an hour later, the NBA goes on hiatus from that, from the point that you hear that news going forward, Tell me a little bit about what was going on for you in in covering the PGA Tour.
1: Well, I want to take you back actually a little bit because I drove up there Wednesday morning and I got there, I wanted to be there in time for some of the press conferences that were going on that day, uh, including Patrick Reed, including Ricky Fowler, including Brooks Koepka, uh, and, and hear from some of the players. As you point out, it's the Super Bowl for the PGA Tour. And I spent some time listening to them and was excited about the golf tournament, uh, you know, excited about uh, the the championship coverage we were going to have and all of that stuff. You know, you're preparing. You're you're getting into it. You're compiling notes. You're diving into statistics. You're walking the golf course, which I did that afternoon, uh, which is why I bring this up. I I went out there on the golf course at about 1 o'clock in the afternoon uh, with Mark Lye. And Mark's my partner on the post-game shows on Sirius XM PGA Tour radio, and, and he was my longtime partner on Golf Channel for a number of years. So we're pretty tight, and we went and walked the entire back nine. And we were blown away by the, the state of the golf course. I mean, I, I've been there so many times, dating back to 1995, and I've never seen the golf course look better. So, yes, at that time, we, we knew that the coronavirus was a thing, right? You couldn't escape that. You knew that it was – uh, a conversation there was a sign on the golf course that said there will be no autographs this week from the players so that kind of was a little bit of a wake-up call in the two hours or so that i was gone when i got back um, by about two thirty-three o'clock was the announcement that the basketball tournament the ncaa basketball tournament was going to carry on with no spectators and that's when it hit me and it was really at that point that things started happening very quickly the magnitude of the entire thing and you know, I was on a, a show that afternoon uh, talking about various things. But but still, to your point, it hadn't gotten as real as it got that night. The moment that um, Rudy Gobert uh, was announced that he had had the virus and the NBA um, jumped into the mix, the behemoth that is the NBA, when they say we are suspending our season, um, we were we were sitting there just going, wow, that was at the exact moment we were out at dinner. So there were a couple of times I didn't have my phone during the day where all of a sudden everything is just going crazy. And from that point on, I mean, it was a 24 hour span where one thing after another thing, after another thing, you know, major league baseball was one of the last ones to jump in, but we knew about, um, you know, other sports that were hitting the pause button and, it was, it, it was happening so quickly that you were just like, my gosh, you know, I feel like I'm sitting in um, on a 24-hour news cycle with breaking news, but this is in sports. And then it hit golf, and what do you do? And then we know that there's going to be a Jay Monaghan press conference at, at noon, which was an impromptu. Um, and, I mean, I, I don't even know what to say, you know. They're going to announce that there's going to be spectators on, on Thursday, but none on Friday, and then Friday never comes you know, and here we are on Friday talking about a championship that is no longer being contested after we thought that it would go on over the weekend with no spectators. And now the Masters is, is you know, been postponed. So I, I don't know what to say. Um, I've got some other thoughts. I'm sure you got a few more questions, but all I can tell you is the number of people I watched walk around the grounds. I'm not talking just media people. I'm talking about, um, executives, I'm talking about players, glued to their phone or walking around in a daze. That's what it was like. I've never seen anything like it at all. Well,
0: you know, I mean, there's a unique thing about being a human being is that our brain does not let us rationalize irrational things it's just not built to do that you know it, there's things like called shock and stuff and there's fail safes in there just like you know with the stock exchange to try to handle sure. all that's going on and you know as i'm looking i mean you mentioned a lot of things there and you spent a period of time in your career uh, working for the LPGA you know, in their Mm -hmm. C-suite. And, you know, during that time period, I I know that you had to have some form of crisis situations, obviously nothing to this level, but just for my listeners and and just for the perspective of things, instead of us speculating about the future and, and all these other things, let's talk about some facts that we would know that would help out our listening audience here. So when you were part of the LPGA, talk me through what you know, Mike Juan was doing once he heard about the NBA, or Jay Monahan's team was doing. You know, because you know intimately what goes into that. Pro- like right. you're going into the war room, right? Um, sure. you know, how well, yeah, does how, how does that all break down?
1: Yeah, so you know that's a that's a great way to put it. It is the war room, and I had the opportunity to uh, refine, rewrite, uh, adjust the crisis communications plan for the LPTA during my tenure there. And at that point, you're you're setting um, the groundwork for who's going to be in the room what role they'll have, how they'll carry it out, what our message will be, who will share the message, when we will share the message, and where we will share the message. And all those things go into play. You know, I've told this story many times, you know, we didn't have to truly, truly put it into order. Now, there was the period of time where um, there was some some political issues going on with President Trump at that time, um, and it affected... uh, you know, a major championship, Trump Turnberry, if you remember, and how we would handle that. And some of the comments that were made about, uh, you know, Mexican-born uh, people and, and how that would affect them. We had players from Mexican descent, so we had to deal with things like that. But, uh, but what I'll, I'll tell you is is that, you know, heaven forbid, at the time that I was there, uh, knock on wood, nothing like this would ever happen, but an airplane, per se, would, would go down um, uh, carrying 70 LPGA players, or um, a married and uh, and mother on the LPGA would be involved in a domestic violence situation, right? You have to figure out who's calling those situations, who can be in that room. So, in this situation, and Mike Wan is masterful at it, he really is. Um, the number of times that he and I would sit in the same room going over scenarios, and I think he benefited by my media background because I could throw the questions at him that I thought would be asked, and then he could craft answers based on those, but also making sure that, and this is very important, making sure that regardless of what questions come your way in a press conference, you're delivering the message that you want out there for people to know. And see, we live in a different world. I mean, social media moves so quickly today that um, sometimes you, you can lose your narrative very quickly and other people start carrying it for you. So in this instance, uh, Mike had more time, if, if we're talking about the LPJ to deal with, you know, his upcoming events, uh, which are on the West Coast. And Jay Monahan's event, his Super Bowl, was right on top of him. I mean, he was living it at that exact moment. And then I'm sure Jay, you know, I don't want to speak for him and how his team would, would evolve, but when all these other sports are suspending and hitting the pause button as one said and the xfl canceling their season and the ncaa basketball tournament saying nope now we're not going to play it and the big 10 championship and the uh sec championship are canceled and all these different things are happening suddenly what comes into play are the optics of you continuing to play and then jay monahan has a different situation to deal with um for mike juan uh you know he had the luxury of his events not happening yet and being able to do it. His tour has been on hiatus for a while. I remember they canceled the China event and the Singapore event and the Thailand event um, prior, but I had a gut feeling for a long time they weren't going to go play in San Diego or Phoenix or uh, the a Inspiration based upon Asian-based sponsors and um, the proximity and the part of the coast. What's also interesting, and I'll leave you with this, is their situation now taking a break there after the ANA inspiration on the schedule, I believe the next one's Hawaii and then LA. They're not out of the woods yet, so they have a lot of waiting to do. But I do feel like the stakeholders in the game of golf do have the best interests at hand, and there's a lot of great leadership and some, some sound decisions were made.
0: So we'll get back to those leaders in just a second. You were there la- up yesterday, the day before, and you had a sense of the player reaction to all that was going on you know, and their reaction to the world and the NBA and and what Trump said Wednesday night and and all of these different factors, the NCAA tournament with no fans. So it seems it's very polarizing whether you check social media or the different news channels what their reaction was, you being there live, what was your sense of the player reaction from some of the leaders? You know, the, the guys that we looked to, the Ricky Fowlers and the Brooks Kepkas and the, and the JTs and these guys that were there on property, what was your kind of estimation of, of the, the way that the players felt about this whole thing?
1: Well, there was a definite wait-and-see attitude. I think they wanted to carry forward. I think all the players thought they were doing the right thing. Now, C.T. Pan withdrew. He was against them competing. Um, others went out there. Now, after the round, I talked with a few players, sat in on a few press conferences Thursday from the morning wave, interviewed Scotty Scheffler, who had a round of four under par, and he talked about the, the strangeness of playing out there. Yet at the same time, you're focused on trying to compete in a major championship event and trying to play good golf. Um, so sometimes you're in your zone. Uh, Graham McDowell is a guy who I just, I, I have so much respect for him, and I, I did an interview with Graham yesterday. Uh, talking about this very thing, and, and he said it just felt weird. Uh, I mean, you have to think about this. I walked out yesterday afternoon to 16, 17, and 18, and normally on a Thursday afternoon at about 4 o'clock, which was when I went out there, 4, 430, the hill, and I'm sure you've been out to, at the players before, the hill at 17 off to the left, if you're standing on the tee, is packed with people. Covered. But it wasn't yesterday. It wasn't yesterday. And it was a very different feeling. The vibe was unlike anything I've ever witnessed or felt. And um, and that was, a, that was a major challenge um, to, to try to put grips on that. The other thing is, I knew we had a post-game show last night. And what's interesting, you brought up social media, and I'm a big social media guy. But when you're gathering your information or reading this live, you're kind of living the moment. Um, it's all happening right in front of you, and you don't know you have to be very careful in what you're reporting. You know this. Oh yes. You have to be very careful in what you're taking off social media and then going with on the air. So here I am, you know, live last night, 7 to 9 Eastern on SiriusXM, trying to put my my commentary thoughts around everything that's happened, talking to Mark Lai getting the player's perspective of a round of golf that most people, let's be honest, Hideki Matsuyama shot 9 under par. Do you think people really cared? I mean, it would, he tied the course record. But at the same time, that was so far down the totem pole and what people were really talking about um, that, that you had to go in other directions. So we brought Gary Van Sickle on, who's a 20-year writer for Sports Illustrated and now writes for The Morning Read and, um, you know, get some national perspective on something that's right in front of us. So my challenge was being a traffic cop, keeping it in perspective, asking questions of, of, of former competitors about what the competitive aspect of the event is like. And trying to really be sensitive to everything that's going on out there, because the golf tournament was not the main focus. We got done at nine o'clock. We went out to grab a bite to eat at about ten o'clock or ten o five, something like that. I saw the tech tweet that that said another um, another announcement is imminent. By the PGA Tour, stay tuned. Well, you knew what that was going to be five minutes later because the talk all day long was, was the PGA Tour doing the right thing by competing when everybody else was saying, no, we're not doing it. And so in 10 hours' time, we go from a Jay Monaghan press conference of we're carrying on through the Valero with no spectators to a press conference or a statement being announced and something being sent to all the players at about ten ten or whatever the time was last night exactly – that we're not competing any further this week, and there will be no events through the Valero Texas Open. And then then it's, you know what, game on, next decision to be made by the Masters Tournament. And Augusta National announced that earlier today.
0: Well, I listened to that show last night because I, I was really intrigued with all the different storylines as they developed yesterday because I, I knew I'd be on air today, and I knew I have a responsibility to my listeners to try to put this all into perspective. And I thought that you and Mark took a very difficult situation, and you made it very relatable. And I liked how you used the word that you were very sensitive, right? And and this is why, you know, I called upon you to come on today with your expertise to spend some time with my audience. But real quick, we got to take a break, Craig, but hold on tight. We're going to be right back because I'd like to talk to you some more about what the Masters came out and said this morning, as well as a couple other big picture ideas. So folks, it's 3.15 p.m. here in Princeton. Uh, do yourself a favor during the break. Take 20 seconds and wash those hands. Thanks for listening to Fox 20, the Jersey. Be back in a moment with more from Craig Can. The New Jersey Golf Foundation, the charitable arm of the NJPA section, is committed to positively impacting lives and communities through the game of golf. With a focus on three core pillars, youth, military, and special needs, the NJGF delivers dynamic programming under the guidance of PGA professionals so individuals from all backgrounds can experience the game of golf in a welcoming environment. To support the NJGF or learn more about programming, And special events, visit njgolffoundation.org. That's njgolffoundation.org. Rich and distinguished history for nearly 125 years, Springdale Golf Club and its members have been beautifully making their mark as the best golf and social experience in our region. Our impact in the industry does not stop there. Did you know about the benefits that extend beyond the boundaries of the club through its agreement with Troon Purvey, The private club operating division of Troon Golf Management. Springdale's walkable and superbly conditioned William Flynn Design course, now combined with Troon's operational expertise, are taking the club to the next level in our commitments to the member experience. Just announced as a significant. Expansion to the Troon Purvey Privileges Program. This Vanguard Service Initiative includes enhanced golf and lifestyle benefits that extend far beyond the fairways. For more information about our club and all the incredible moments being made at Springdale Golf Club and through Troon Purvey, please take a visit of our website at www.springdalegc.org/troonpurvey.
1: Now back to Springdale Golf Live and the 100th show hosted by the Director of Fun, Keith Stewart.
0: Welcome back to Springdale Golf Live. I'm your host, Keith Stewart. You're listening to Fox Sports 920, The Jersey. Um, just a little rock and roll. Something nice in a week of worry. Turn it up, Wade.
1: The selfish, they all standing in line Faithing and hoping to buy themselves time We yeah, are
0: very nice, there, Wade. A little Pearl Jam. Um, I picked that song this week because, uh, well, the title of it is "I Am Mine," and uh, Eddie's talking there about uh, you know the world kind of being a crazy place, and it's it's on all of us to take a positive outlook and uh, take control of our own controllables and and move forward. So uh, I thought there was a good message behind that, and the Fleetwood Mac before, and I uh, appreciate all you do on the board. So. That's all good, and uh, you know what else is good is the fact that we get to talk to Craig Can, who's still here with us, and he's from SiriusXM PGA Tour Network, uh, the Golf Channel. We've known him for years, and he's helping us try to put this whole golf world into perspective right now. And, uh, Craig, welcome back after the break. Thanks for sticking with us.
1: My pleasure, buddy. My pleasure.
0: So my week, as far as this whole corona in sports, story goes is that Tuesday afternoon we received word at the club and and you got to remember that Springdale Golf Live or Springdale Golf Club is associated with Princeton University uh, which is an Ivy League school Mm -hmm. and the Ivy League was the first ones to come out and say you know we're not going to play our men's and women's basketball championships and this Craig this was Tuesday afternoon and everyone was jumping on their case about these folks, they're doing this way too early. And, you know, for a moment, I want to take kind of a NCAA athlete perspective. And, and, and you know, those student athletes train on my golf course, at my golf club. They have a performance center there, you know, on the range. And there was such a somber mood amongst the students, especially the seniors and the coaches that their, that their season was pretty much they felt like at that point going to be over. And it wasn't officially announced until Thursday morning that spring sports and the NCAA championships were all gone. But you know, when you start to think about all these postponements and everything and these poor kids, I I want to shift gears here for a second. You know, you in 2020 are an amazing motivational speaker. Okay? The power of positive thinking. You're going to give a message to my listeners. You're going to give a message to a group of a thousand NCAA student athletes listening, right? What are they going to do with this new found free time in order to stay positive? Um, you know, cause th- those types of student athletes are very driven already, but everyone's kind of been saddled with this news and they don't know what to do. And, and you do this every day for large corporations and for groups, you, you, you package the message, you make it so positive, you turn it around and then you give it to all of us to run out. Like we, you know, give me something, give us all something to make us feel good and that we can work on while everything's so quiet for the next couple of weeks.
1: Well, um, first of all, I would say that um, each one of those kids is someday going to hopefully become a parent. And in that situation, we have the opportunity to influence. You know, we have the opportunity to create a legacy. And our job is not always to be our friends, uh, friends of our kids. To our kids, our job is to give them some lessons that they can learn. I mean, I, I look at this entire situation as as something that is, um, you know, personal to everybody. Eventually, somebody that you know will be touched by this in some way, and I'll, I'll share my story of what how this has all hit home to me here over the last, I'm, I'm talking literally the last six hours, okay, and I'll share that in a second. But for all of those student-athletes um, that now don't get to compete, life is full of so many bumps and so many bruises uh, along the way, and it—you know—you've heard this so many times. It's—it's it's not what happens to us; it's how we deal with what happens to us. And you know, each one of them somehow, hopefully, will will have a platform in their life to be able to share their own story. And most people um, don't love talking about themselves and their own journey, but they're going to have a journey to be able to share with people later. And I always tell people, you know, young people, old people, doesn't matter um, in my workshops, spend, spend five, 10 minutes, spend 15, spend an hour and chart your own personal journey. Where were your greatest successes? Where were your failures? Where were the bumps in the road? What were the building blocks? How did you find your way? How did you deal with those things? Who influenced you? learn your own story to be able to tell what are the lessons you can gain from this? Because each one of those students is a hero to some high school that they used to compete at. And hopefully they get to go back and talk to other kids and give them something back. Now, I think my thought immediately when the NCAA basketball tournament was canceled um, was the Dayton flyers. And I use them as an example because they were set to potentially be a number one seed on selection Sunday. Dayton, you heard me right, right? So, When has that happened? We don't see that very often. And this was a year in that tournament where you just didn't know who was going to win. So imagine the opportunity for those kids as a mid-major school to potentially potentially win a national championship on the grandest stage and cut a net down. Now, would it happen for sure? No, we don't know that. We never will. But we also don't know that Dayton will ever get that opportunity again. So I I feel for those kids, and that's just one example. I mean, there are baseball college baseball teams that will not get to compete, golf teams that are not going to get to compete. They've canceled the NCAA golf tournament already, and that's not even until later. I mean, we're talking May, June stuff, the College World Series. I think we've probably jumped the gun on some things, but I understand the why behind the what. I do understand that. And I think we all have to step back and gain some perspective and say, all right, now, what do we do with our lives? You know, um, I made a phone call earlier this morning to my mother, who I moved, she and her her husband, my my stepdad, from Dallas to Orlando to put him in a nursing home so she could be closer to family, and he has family in Miami. And the moment we got them here last July, it was about a month or two after that he had a stroke. He's been in a nursing home having dealt with a stroke ever since. Fast forward, it is now March, and hospice has been called in. And I called my mom this morning to be able to go with her to go see him. And my mom was in tears today because she is not allowed in the nursing home now because of the coronavirus to see her husband, my stepdad. Now, forget me not being able to go there, but my mom might not be able to say goodbye. And she is distraught. And when that hits home to you, you start sitting back and saying, okay, this virus is bigger than all of us. And perhaps we all need a reset and we need a pause. And sports won't be there for us to be able to watch for the next couple of weeks, months, whatever it might be. And what do we do with our time during that time? I think it's time for us to find other avenues. Perhaps we all need to watch the news a little bit more and find out what's going on and who it affects. Maybe we need to spend more time with our kids. Maybe we need to teach our kids for those who run small businesses or for me who gives speeches around the country and does workshops and leadership that I have had multiple canceled in the last couple of days or postponed that, you know what, maybe we don't spend as much money right now. Maybe we sit around and spend more quality time as a family. All I'm suggesting is for those kids that you're talking about and for all of us, it's time to sit back and reflect a little bit about what's really important. And sometimes we all need that. I feel terribly sorry for those student athletes. There are so many people involved right now and are impacted by this. It's bigger than golf. It's bigger than sports. It's about life. And, um, and it's time we all take a reflection, self-reflection.
0: Well, everyone that's listening at home, now you know the reason why I'm so happy that Craig could join us today. It's not so much that he was at TPC Sawgrass and that he could give us the player perspective or the media perspective or his years of experience in that perspective, being the man in the arena, calling all the shots. It's because in his second life, he's chosen to make the world a better place day in and day out for all sorts of people to help us all tell our stories. And if you were listening right there, I know you feel just a little bit better about the way things are and that you know we can don't stop thinking about tomorrow because you know it'll be here and yesterday's gone. So Craig, I cannot thank you enough for coming on today and sharing with us all. All of those wonderful positive thoughts as well as what your week has been like it's been a tremendous honor and privilege to have you with us
1: always fun to be with you buddy and uh congrats again on 100 shows you you do a great service for your listeners i love your perspective glad to be on and uh and we'll all carry on you know hopefully uh it's been a tough year kobe bryant started this whole kind of emotional roller coaster for sports fans in january and, and now we've got this but but it's it's bigger than that this is a health situation and it's global it's not it's not local it's local but it's global and uh um i i hope we all get through this and, and have some perspective
0: all the best to you and your, great one. yes all the best to you and your family during this trying time take care and Thanks. you know what i'd love to wish all the best to my sponsors and supporters as well taylor made golf new jersey golf foundation semi golf brands and fh wadsworth Thanks, Wade Weezer on the board, Springdale Board of Governors, June Golf Management, and all my listeners. Wash those hands and take care, everybody. Uh, I'm heading back to Springdale for the time being. But where are you headed? Let the tower be your guide. And from Princeton to Ponte Vedra Beach, and of course everywhere, have a Springdale day.
1: This has been Springdale Golf Live with Keith Stewart. Keith returns to the team next Friday afternoon at 3 on Fox Sports 920, The Jersey.